Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive and together our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray this morning that strength and grace is impacted in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Alright, I, I want to just talk about something very simple today. It's, it's, uh, it's as simple as it can get. And I want to call it a faith refresher curse. A faith refresher curse. So one of the things you're going to find out this morning is that you're going to hear the things you know before but I, I just want to remind you you know i mean this is a strong house the teachings are apostolic strong prophetic house so i don't think that what you need is more deeper teachings you know some guys are so deep they are drowning right now you know so i'll just bring something very simple to just refresh your mind you know what a refresher course is just go back to basics is that okay yes, yeah, just go back to basics you know, sometimes I tell myself, after a long while, just go back to basis. How do you become a strong Christian? Pray and read the Bible. Just, it's that simple. You know, <laughs> let's go to Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. I start there. I read a lot of scriptures, so just get ready. Alright? I read a lot. This is caution. Lots of scriptures will be read today. Therefore, we must give the more earnest heed. The more earnest heed. Not earnest heed. The more earnest heed. Not one word in the Bible was written there because God needed to complete a paragraph and there was nothing. You know how it is in school when we're trying to write an essay and they write 500 words and your brain capacity is 350 words. Then you look for 150 more words to just make sure it's 500. That's not how God says Whatever God puts in the scripture is important. It didn't say give earnest heed. It says let us give what? The more earnest heed to the things not we have we are hearing to the things we have heard lest we drift away. So it is possible to drift. I'll say that again. It's possible to drift. And drifting is not instantaneous. Are we together? Say amen if you're here. Amen. Drifting is not instantaneous. I grew up in a riverine community. And if you tie a canoe and you don't tie it tight, right? There's no anchor. It moves gradually. It moves gradually. If you come back the next day, you might find that canoe in the middle of the ocean. It wasn't once. You see, most people do not know they are losing spiritual steam because they don't just go once. You see what? Most people don't know they are not in faith because unbelief creeps in. Are you following this now? That means that they don't see like unbelief is instant. It doesn't look like it. It might just be, oh, it's just normal talk. I'm not serious about it. But it's a lifestyle of unbelief being developed. Are we still together? It says, let's give energy to the things we have heard. That means everything you have heard is still needed today. You know, most times, sometimes we're in, a, in the need of fresh revelation. I, I just want fresh revelation. I just want fresh revelation. And sometimes I ask people, what did you do with the old revelation we gave you? If you are hungry for something new always, if cares is not taken, you become like the Athenians. Who is always looking for something new. And that's why sometimes you see that people move to the extreme always because they don't just want to stay. You know, in Christianity, reputation is safety. Reputation is safety. Let's go to Philippians 3.1. Let me show you what Paul said. Philippians 3.1. In Christianity, reputation is safety. Paul says, teach the same things I've taught you to faithful men. Don't try to change the message. Teach the same thing. You know, all of us came here today. And I'm assuming this is 100% correct. Everybody brushed their feet before they came here today. I'm assuming. 
100% correct. Am I right? Okay, the way you are answering is like, I'm not right. Am I right? Yes, so everybody brush their teeth. We assume that everybody brush their teeth. You can't say, well, I've been brushing my teeth for 30 years. I want to take two months break. How many of you think it would be nice? Or just like, well, I've been bathing since I was a child. It's okay. Let me just take, let me just take three weeks and I'll come back to bathing. How many of you think it's okay to take three weeks break? It's not okay. Why? Because in the reputation of birthing is your safety of being in our presence. It's basic. Brushing your teeth is basic. It's not, it's not tough. You don't need sophisticated instruments to brush your teeth. You don't need to import it. But the benefit of brushing your teeth comes from the consistency in doing it. I'll repeat it again. The benefit of brushing your teeth is in the consistency. That means you can only get the benefit if you do it every morning and every night. It's routine. There's no new style to it. You can't say, well, I've been brushing this way. For the next two months, I'm going to brush this way. For the next, no, 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 no. It's the same way day in, day out, day in, day out. Until it becomes even almost uh, an unconscious act, but it has to be done. It's the same thing with your faith. The capacity of your faith to produce is in the consistency of application. I just want to take you through the faith course. Because I tell you, you can't survive without faith. Oh, no, you can't survive. Forget how much you are earning. You are one sickness away from poverty. No matter how much you're earning, you have like 60 million dollars in the bank. All the doctor needs to do is look at you and say, We don't know what is wrong with you. And all of that money will be used for tests, not treatment, tests. And that's something that word of knowledge can just pick up. Like, this is it. So there's no safety. I mean, awesome. I mean, I so love the message this morning. Some of you are so investment, investment, yeah, investment. Ah, I've secured my future. Future you don't know. You can't secure it. One policy from the government. My friend, you know, Okada were just banned. My friend owns one of the companies. Max, my friend owns it. I know few, few, few months before that ban came, by the Spirit of God and by direction and the way God was working with him, he had started going towards Akuria and those other places. And I started establishing his business there. So you know what? Even though whatever happened, happened, the effect is not as strong. Because he had already started expanding. And the Lord has started opening doors for him in other states. What am I saying? You are one government policy away. From whatever you think you have secured. It's just one governor to wake up and say. This road. You people are not passing again. And your whole life was built on that. So you cannot play with your faith. And that's why I tell people, even though you're earning salaries, learn how to have faith projects. And say, listen, this thing, I'm going to use my faith to get the money for it and to do it. So that the day the salary sees, God can, you can still be useful to God. You know, some people are not useful to God except month end. God can give them instruction. God gives them an instruction. They say, God waits. Today's 22nd. They'll pay by 24th. Then we can obey you. So we're talking about faith. Look at Philippians 3.1. I like this. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. For me to write the same things to you is not tedious. But for you, it is safe. It is safe to share this message with you again. In Christianity, reputation is safety. And that's why sometimes, you know, sometimes we, it's amazing, like, you sit in church and they read the scripture like, I've read it before. I'm like, look at your life. You read it before and you're still like this. You haven't read it. You know, sometimes 
when the word of God is coming, you, do you realize that for the first time, that word, be strong in the grace of God. It made so much sense. It's like, oh, yeah, oh, wow. It, but imagine I just sat there like, I'm the guest speaker for today. Let them give me the mic. Let them give me the mic. And you go here, not knowing what to be strong in the grace of God means. And you know what? God will not teach you what he has put in somebody close to you. If God has put something in pastor, or pastor, your pastor's wife, and you are in this house, pray for 40 days and 40 nights. God will say, go back to Bible study. They will say it in church. You will hear it there. That's why some people never learn, because they are never humble. Why did God give the ministry gifts? You know, I ask myself, why did he give ministry gifts? He had already resurrected. Jesus has already resurrected. The Holy Spirit is come. Why didn't he just distribute the Holy Spirit to everybody and say, all of you come to maturity? He gave gifts. Proper respects for gifts will accelerate your growth. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? Being able to receive gifts will accelerate what? Your growth. So in Christian faith, reputation is safety. You see, I'm writing the same things to you. It's not tedious. It looks like hard work on my part, but it's not. It's for your own safety. So let's, let's look at the basics of faith again, right? Like basic faith. Mark eleven twenty three. <laughs> I know some of you know what it says. But let's read it again. Mark eleven twenty three, Just basics. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatsoever he says. Simple instruction. But you know, it's so difficult that many Christians don't heed this. Number one, observe what he did not say. He did not say those who pray to God about the mountain. Did you observe that? How many times do people come to us with mountains and we say, let's pray about it? That's not what the instruction God gave. Is that what he said? What is this mountain here? Any undesired situation. You know what Jesus, you know the story. You guys are Bible school students. The way your church is set up even looks like a Bible school. <laughs> you know the story. Jesus was walking through the fig tree. Desired food. There was no food. And said, no man eats words from the, eat fruit from you, henchman. Eat words. And then they walked past. The next day, the next day, observe the attitude of faith. The next day, Peter comes and says, Master, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered. Two things tells us. Number one, it means Jesus was not looking at it. It means Jesus was just walking past and Peter was looking. Peter was like, mm-hmm. Instead of keeping to your assignment, you'll just be cussing things up and down. Let's watch. It means Peter was looking. And when Peter saw it, look at this, Peter was surprised. Jesus wasn't. You realize something? Jesus did not say, oh, fig tree, I curse you. I curse you. He didn't do that. Because the more, the more you are generating that, you're actually not generating power. It's actually less authority. Because when you have authority, if Pastor Zach comes up now and say, let's stand up. Everybody will stand up. If somebody without authority comes, and you know sometimes worship leaders do that a lot. Not here. Worship leaders in the other church. They'll start telling you to stand up. Then they'll start threatening you. Some people are in the mortuary. You are here. No, no, no. Listen, we didn't come to, we didn't come to service so we'll be reminded of the dead. We came to serve a living God. Say, are you, are you serving God? Sitting down? Are you coming for God? We can sit down like we can sit. You see, let me tell you something. Any offering that is not willing is not accepted. Don't force people to stand up. 
You can ask them to, but if nobody chooses to stand up, continue. Don't feel that they don't respect you. It's not even about you. Are you following what I'm saying? But you know what authority is? You don't have to be loud. And Jesus, and Peter looked at it and said, the fig tree which you caused is withered away. Jesus did not curse the fig tree. In that sense, he gave words. It means that words are either transmitting curses or blessings. You might not say, I have cursed my future. But just by saying, it's tough to live in Nigeria. It's tough to live in Nigeria. Does that sound like a blessing? No. It doesn't. You know, this is just basics. This is not revelation. It's just, we're just talking. Now, you are just talking. But, but you know, somebody said, but it's the truth. No, 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 it's not the truth. There is only one source of truth. It's not the truth. No, 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 no. It's not, ah, it's not the truth. And somebody said, how can you prove it? Because by tomorrow, somebody who is legally earning some money is going to buy a house. And tomorrow also, somebody is going to be thrown out of their houses. So it cannot be the truth. It's a fact. But this is the truth. The truth will override the facts. So to curse does not necessarily mean, I curse you. It means to speak words that are not consistent with God's will. I don't know why to get a good man is tough. All men now, they just cheat. Are you cursing or your blessing? Is that your expectation? It's tough to trust men. Okay, keep saying it. Keep saying it. And before you know, you will get an untrustable guy. And then, at the end of the day, what are people going to say? Oh God, and I prayed, and I fasted. But what did you speak? Because your prayer is important. Your fasting is important. Your speaking is important. Because we either move mountains by speaking, or we create mountains. So you're either moving or creating. You're either moving or creating. Are we still together? Now let me show you that they didn't learn this lesson. Go to Mark chapter 4. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, the wisdom of God is foolishness to man. Like, taking care of your words, it looks like, oh, it's not important. But how many of you really know that words are important? Most of us seated here today are either in relationship or out of relationship because of words. How does a man get your heart? Words. You keep hearing words from him. You keep hearing words. You have the apple in my sugar. You have the sugar in my tea. You have the cockroach in my cupboard. You have the cupboard in my cockroach. After a while, you start believing it. And that's why you discover that sometimes, if you're not careful, good church girls marry bad boys. Because bad boys are good with words. You know, church guys just like scripture. The grace of the Lord jesus christ i'm strong in the grace of god therefore i want to marry you and the girl is just waiting for words 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 i I strongly believe i have an impression you know i was just walking and rain was falling and i had this umbrella and you came to cover me in the umbrella brother say words say words so you can be justified learn words are you hearing what i'm saying and one cultist have gone to read Shakespeare, have read all the lyrics, combine a strong concussion. And here's this sister just listening, listening, listening. And as she's listening, faith is arising in her heart. Faith, <laughs> faith is building. And one of these days, out of the abundance of her heart, she will just say, Yes, I do. Are you be wondering? What did she see? No, she didn't see anything. She heard words. Faith coming by hearing and hearing by words. And that's why I tell my sisters, who you don't want, don't give attention. If you, 
if you think, don't worry, I can handle it. We will worry. You will not be able to handle it. Because no communication leaves you the same. It will plant words in your heart. That's why I know there's a version of grace that teaches right now that there's nothing like secular music. I don't buy that. I don't buy that. Words in music will bear faith. Why don't you feel like sleeping with a girl in church? Because of the kind of songs we're singing. When you start playing blues, why does the temperature of your body change? Words. Listen, I'm just giving you a practical example that faith is words. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Look at this. Mark 4, 38. You know the story. Let's just read from verse 35. On that same day when evening had come, he said to them, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And all that little boats were with him. And a great wind, storm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. Can I tell you something? You know, sometimes when we teach the message of faith, people say, well, are you denying that there are problems in the world? No! A thousand times, no! We're not denying that there are problems in the world. We are denying, we are saying that we, we are denying the, 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 those problems have the power to overcome us. Are we saying that things are not tough? Things are tough. But we choose the word of God. So the fact that God gave you an instruction does not mean the winds will not come. It was God that said, let's go over to the other side. And the wind arose. Now look at where the mistake came. But it was in a pillow. Asleep on a pillow. Jesus is amazing. Sometimes, isn't it amazing how when you're in the midst of circumstances, it's like that's when God is quiet. You fast and pray and God is quiet. And they woke him and said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? They doubted his care. They questioned his care. They questioned his love. Look at what he said. Then he arose and rebuked the, the wind and said to the sea peace be still and the wind ceased and there was a great calm but he said to them why are you so fearful how is it that you have no faith and they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Listen, the wind and the sea didn't just obey Jesus because he was Jesus. Let me give you an example. If they were not able to address this situation, Jesus would not have rebuked them. Can, do you understand? It's like your child comes and says, I can't put on the system. And you look at the child and say, how old are you? You're 12. Why can't you put on the system? If you rebuke the child, it means he can do it. When Jesus rebuked them, it means that if they had faith, they would have been able to deal with the sea. But you know what happened? Instead of addressing the sea, they were addressing Jesus. When Jesus got up, of course, and I can prove this through scriptures, there were many things Jesus did and he prayed to the Father. When he multiplied the loaves, he prayed to the Father. When he raised Lazarus, he prayed to the Father. But right here, the Father had no business with that. The sea was his business. He spoke to the sea. You know why some of your mountains are still there? You're praying to God. And God is like saying, so what do you want me to do? Talk to it. I oh God! Oh God! No, talk to it. Like it. The sea will hear. Creation was created to hear you. Genesis 1.28. Speak to it. Are, are you following this? Speak to it. It looks simple. But talk to your body. It's not every time you say, oh Jesus, in the name of Jesus, this pain. No. Sometimes I look at it. Pain, get out now. It will hear. 
You know, somehow we feel like praying in the name of Jesus makes us very humble and special. Now, sometimes I'm worried that you are using that name too much. Like, talk. Just talk. You know, we sang it. He is in us. The living water is in us. Sometimes let that water flow. Open it on top of a situation. Pump it. Pump it. Push the waters on it. It will break the barrier. Oh God, why is my life like this? No, by faith we know that the world was created and framed by the word of God. That word is catatismo. It was rearranged. If you don't like your word, rearrange it with your word. And I'm not saying just do it now after service. Inconsistency lies the power. Every day you rearrange your work. You know, in the last few, few months, I've been declaring the favor of God over my life. And pastor, I can't tell you how much favor I walk in. I mean, the fact that I'm here is God's favor. I just walk in the favor of God. Things, I, I don't expect things to happen to me. If you live your life at the mercy of events, you're going to be dead, broke, sick. My brother, life is tough. What will be, will be, will be. You will be sleeping outside. No, I, I'm t- I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a straightforward teacher. There's no t- this is not Greek and English. You will die if you live your life at the mercy of other people's goodwill. A good church brother will scam you of all your money. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This is not... We live in a dark world. Somebody will come and everything you've invested your life for, they will sweep it away and no conscience. You can't live your life at the mercy of, uh, I just, I'm just a simple person. No, you can be simple in approach, but be a lion on the inside. You, you cause things to align. Glory to God. So the first lesson is, we speak to the mountain. We don't talk to God about it. We don't complain about it. Speak to it. Speak to your rent. Speak to your bank account. Call the money to come in. Speak to your church. Speak to your children. Speak to the nation. Every time I fly a lot. Every time I fly, I get on the plane. I hold the plane. Say in the name of Jesus. We have a clear weather. The pilot knows what to do. And the wisdom of God is available. I don't wait until the plane starts shaking before I pray. I say my own. That's me. Every plane I get in, in the name of Jesus. We have a clear weather. And I can't, I've flown a lot in my life. I can't remember when we're in very adverse weather. May a few bombs here and there. Why? I take care of the weather before I get there. Because I don't want to be caught in the midst of the storm. You will forget what to say. You'll say, I'm dying, I'm dying. I go say, hey, don't, no, don't keep quiet. Don't say that. It's God. So, <laughs> so I say, I don't wait. I don't wait for the pilot to be confused before I speak wisdom to his life. Do you know the funny thing? I was telling my brother, and it was, it was a joke. Not a joke. I'm serious. But, Pastor Zach, it's amazing that I've flown so much that I discovered that I had to now start putting faith in my heart to use road. Like the last time we traveled local Jala, I was not scared of the car. Like, this speed is too much. Like, I'm not like, uh uh-uh. Look at this village boy. I used to be scared of planes. But you know what? I put word in my heart. I put word in my heart. Right now, I sit in planes and I'm calm. I'm just sleeping. I'm enjoying it. And I get into cars and I'm like, this speed is too much. This speed is too much. And I've discovered that I have to now stay put words in my heart to be able to use a car. You know what I discovered? If you keep putting faith on one area of your life, you'll be developed. And if you don't put faith in another area of your life, you will not be developed in that area. That's why you can have healthy Christians who are poor. Very healthy. They never go to the hospital, but they can't pay rent. You know why? Faith is developed in the area of health. But then, no, there's no faith developed in the area of what? Finances. Even in terms of favor, faith has to be developed. All areas, exactly. All areas of life. So this thing has to be mathematical. You carry your notes. You list out all the areas and say, where am I weak? It is deliberate. It is not just making up. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you as I go. You will keep me. Am I going out? Am I coming in? You are joking. This thing is science. 
So I'm not, I'm not, the kind of favor I'm receiving, I'm not, no, 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 it's not, this is not the level I should be in. You get favor scriptures. You start expecting favor. Number one, I say this everywhere I go, I don't expect people not to like me. If you don't like me, there's usually something wrong with you. No, I don't expect, I don't expect bad treatment. No, people just naturally like me because the favor of God is on my life. If I see someone struggling to like me, I have compassion on you. Because it's not normal. The normal default is that people like when you guys carried me from the airport, didn't you like me? If you say no, I will break your head. How will you not like me? But people just like me. People just want to help me. Are you hearing what I'm saying? People just like me. Why? Because with favor, he surrounds me as a shield. Even when I travel, oh, green passport, they like my green passport. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I, I don't know why people don't like me in this compound. Uh-uh. Like why? Why would they not like you? But you know, you've developed faith that people don't like you. And you have what you say. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Glory to God. Number two, you will have what you say. It's God's eternal law. How did I come up to this pulpit? Pastor said, let us welcome Pastor Maxwell. If he didn't say that, I would never stand up. How are we going to make sure you guys go home when we close service? I would say, we have closed. I don't know if you understand. Everything in this life, don't just look at it from the perspective of what the word of God says. Look at it from natural life. Whatever you have is what you say. Let me give you an example. I walk into a shopping mall and I want to buy this red uh, face tower. Right. And I walk in and I just walk past it. I'm thinking, oh, I'm thinking I want to buy it. And I just walk past it. I'm thinking in my mind, I really want to buy it. And I'm thinking, and I'm walking. You know, after, after a, a, a time, the sales girl will say, can, can we help you? Because constant activity without words shows you need help. Yeah, you must be a speaking believer. You must learn to talk. There are things I said twenty years ago that I just lived in. You know, I was at the pastors' conference, Brakoplan's pastors' conference. One of my friends inboxed me. He said, "You said this thing twenty years ago. We were in school in ninth, to the year nineteen ninety nine. I looked at the believers' verse of Beatrice Max, and I told him, I said, I will go to Copeland's conference, and I will use my faith for everything.'" That was 20 years ago. Like my brother said, I don't wear, you don't wear out in this faith. You know, some people ask me, last year, sir, I didn't achieve my goals. What do I do? You are still living. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't get it with this. Hey, hey, last year, all my goals were not. Hey, hey, carry them over and keep living. Don't even set new ones. There are things I've been believing God for 10 years. And someone say, when you are trusting God for something for a long time, it doesn't come. I said, do you know how long I'm going to be here? I will outlive this problem. It will come. <laughs> you see, sometimes when you put dates to your faith, it breeds anxiety. Once the devil knows he can get you, you just put all kinds of delay. You know, one day I, was, I had this stuff in my nose and everything. I was to go and preach. I prayed. I spoke the word. Nothing happened. And I said, listen, you know what? With this cutter, we will preach. But I know that I will leave you in this body. You can stay in the nose, but I will leave you. That was the end. Don't let the devil catch you fretting. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I was trusting God. Hey, I was trusting God. By 25, I should have been married. Now it's 25 and a half. <laughs> it's just half. You know what? Brakoplan calls it the fate line. Take a biro or a chalk or a marker and draw a line and say, you know what? This issue of marriage, I'm not talking about it again. I have casted that care on God. I'm not touching it with my thought life. You draw the line and cross it and say, in the name of Jesus, it is done. And then the other guy, he's 26 years, you are not married. We've started that issue. It's done. It's a done deal. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
It's not like, I, I'm sure I will marry. Hey, I'm not sure I will marry. Hey, I'm sure. Hey, I'm not sure. Most wedding is around rainy season. Ah, this is rainy season. There is no, when the brothers feel cold, that's when they normally want sisters. Now that they are feeling hot, ah, maybe it's next rainy season. <laughs> no, a double-minded man will receive nothing, 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 nothing from the Lord. Your greatest task is to keep your mind fixed. That's spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare is not the devil. The devil is not your problem. Spiritual warfare is locking your mind on that thing and say, listen, the money will come. The provisions will come. The marriage will come. The baby will come. You lock your mind for he will keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on God. I like my brother's testimony. The first thing God gives you as a result of your faith is peace. There will just be peace about that issue. And you know that the answer is on the way. Can you say loud amen? Yeah. Alright, are you learning something today? Yeah. Numbers 14, 28. Thank you Lord Jesus. Numbers chapter 14 and verse 28. We are just going through basics. Numbers chapter 14 and verse 28. <laughs> say to them. Ah, this is an interesting story. Some people say, we are like grasshoppers. Self-description. You know, <laughs> let me know if we'll get there. Say to them, as I live, says the Lord. Look at this. This is a very strong statement. Just as you have spoken in my hearing, so I will do to you. This is sad. Do you realize something, Pastor. God had a will for them. They said something contrary to the will. God said, it is your will that will prevail. Because God won't force you. You see, God won't force you to prosper. God will not force you to live in health. God will not force you to live a righteous life. Are you following what I'm saying? God's plan for them was to get into Canaan. They said we can't. God said it's okay. I go with what you say. Most of us are not living God's plan for our life because we're saying things contrary to God's plan. God wants you to prosper in this country. You have started applying to go to Canada. You know people like to run. I'm sorry if you are going there. It's fine. You can go. It's not for you. But people just like to take off. They have said now they can't give immigration Trump, right? You know, by that decree, there are some people now that we permanently be in Nigeria while their husband is in US because their husband is a citizen. Now they cannot get citizenship. They'll be doing Skype marriage. One law, that country you are running to, the scripture says, Lord showed Sodom before God destroyed it. He saw it green, not knowing that it was ready for destruction. Let me say this loud and clear. A believer should be in the geography where God wants him. Regardless of what happens. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's not just by feeling from Everybody's running. Say, yeah, now, yeah. We everybody go now. I say, now, Canada, I was going to give me the phone, give me the phone, give me the phone. This country says, somebody will die here. And you know the way God does it. All your friends, their own, they will just approve, approve. Your own, you'll be spending money, spending money. Wisdom will tell you that the money is okay. If you have used that money to start a business, you'll be a better person. You know, I've never, you know, maybe it's me. I've never desired all those. I've realized one thing. If the Lord does not bless you, you can't bless yourself. I lean strongly on the blessing of God. Pastor Zach, sometimes we even go to this America. And even some of our friends there. I swear I spent $10. It would be like, let me spend this money. Go here, they off light. Go here, I mean, leave light for us. We don't see light in Nigeria. Leave it. We'll pay the bill. Yeah. In their mind, in their mind, ah, they are trying to know his poverty. Don't be deceived by snow pictures. Somebody says snap picture and sent to you by snow. No, no. If you have money, you can travel there and snap your own snow picture and come back. It's not. Is it stay where God wants you? This is for somebody in this house. Relax. God has plan for you. Go and sell your mother's house to buy tickets. Are you normal? 
Now go there with all your degrees, you'll be opening gates. Meanwhile, God has seen that you'll be a business owner here that will shake. Like he said, this thing is an endurance race. We enter Christianity with too much anxiety. We want to hammer. David Doe is not your competition. Stop looking to at those pictures. We, 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 we try. We, we almost look like, ah, by now, somebody should have hammered 30. Somebody should be, keep quiet. The truth of the matter is that for some of us, if God gives us wealth, they will not find us again. Because some sins are very expensive and we are too poor to commit them. What's your to come in? I said, Pastor, Pastor, I will see you. Pastor, I will see you. You will not be again. Before we know now, I've seen you in a hotel with three women. Pumping champagne. Because we just think that that is life. Are you, God needs to correct that mindset of what life is before he can entrust you with resources. What destroyed Solomon was nothing other than the blessing God gave him. Nothing. And his ambition to be a political leader. So, you will have what you say. Your mouth is directed by your heart. Your mouth is directed by your heart. Matthew 20, 12 verse, 10, verse, verse 34. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. So, faith confessions are not just getting scriptures. And say, you know, I will, not be, I will not be poor. 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 You will not know when you start saying, I will be poor. I'm poor. I'm poor. I'm poor. Because, you know, when you repeat something constantly, you lose some syllables. That's not faith confession. Faith confession is that you put the scriptures in your heart so strong, unconsciously, you just realize that I can't be poor. You, do, you get what I'm saying? You know, a lot of people copied Bishop Boedibor when we were in school. Bishop said, I can never be poor. They were saying, I can never be poor. I can never. Until they say this thing is not working. No. You didn't see what he saw. That confession was not a nicely crafted confession. Let me show you something. My dad is a pastor. I was sharing with Pastor Zach. And when I got into ministry, my, I mean, my brother is here. We, I, we didn't get into ministry in a very... In fact, my daddy wanted me to go into full-time. I, I, I've been full-time since I left the university. And uh, my dad wanted me to work. But I knew I was called into going into full-time ministry. And when I was to get married... <laughs> you know, when, you know, sometimes when I teach faith, people say, I did of you the word of faith movement. What, what is word of faith movement? I'm here today because of it. I'm not, listen, I'm not teaching you a message I copied from someone. If I share my story with you, you'll be amazed. I plan to go and marry my wife, Pastor Zach. I had only 500 naira in my pocket. 500. <laughs> All my strategic planning, that was what he produced. <laughs> and I was a member, I told her, I said, listen, in this new home we're about to start, we don't beg. And we don't make people feel sorry for us because we're in ministry. You know, I just can say, you know, we trust God. Things are tough, but we are believing God. No, no, we don't do that. We don't, we don't do that. I said, write everything we need for this marriage. Write it down. I said, I know that people give plastics during wedding. We will stand in agreement that in the name of Jesus, nobody will give us plastic gifts. And I tell you, when we where after our wedding we had to go and buy plastic we realized that totally not one i'm sincerely pastor that not one gift was plastic and everything we wrote we had <laughs> you are saving for wedding saving for wedding saving for wedding five years relationship is going to eight years how long does marriage last Is it two of you? Eh? It's lack of faith that is your problem. Lack of faith and unhealthy expectation. You have changed engagement. Where did they put engagement ring? Is it this one or this one now? You have changed engagement ring from here to here to here. You are now wearing engagement ring here. All the fingers are finished. You are still waiting. Is it throw that in away and go and look for look for something to do? Eh, it's because he doesn't have now. We are prepared when he has. What about if he gets a job and he's dropped after marriage? How do you survive? Is it people don't understand this thing about faith? This thing about faith is that, like he said, nothing in this world is certain. Not even the company where that man is working. Nothing. 
And that's why we're having problems in our marriages. Because we enter that marriage with the fact that the guy is working in this company. He has this car. And then something happens. We don't know how to survive the terrain of tough times. When God asked us to leave Warrior and go to Bonnie Island to plant the church, I went there with 5,000 air. Two pairs of trousers and one shirt. Seven years later, we built a 200-seater auditorium. Building facilities. No fundraising. Just trusting God. That's why you, you can't walk away from where you are right now because you didn't get used faith to get there. So God can ask you for anything. You know, you know how all over the world, yeah, hey, tighty, should we tight? If people ask me now, should we tight or should not? I say, don't tight. We go, well, I'm making it look like 10% of your 10% of your income can't do nothing for the kingdom. Absolutely nothing. Is tight Old Testament or is New Testament? Anyone you choose. I'm not going to I'm not, I'm not going to stand here and try to defend why you should give 10,000 naira to God. Are you joking? I'm on television every day. You know how much that costs? Because somebody somewhere sees the need to give to the gospel. Uh, should I tie my gross or my nets? Do your basket. You know, when people start asking those questions, you know where their heart is. The alabaster, the, the woman with the alabaster box, why didn't she ask God, should I serve a cup of perfume? Or should, she broke it. Why? Because it was coming from some, you see, all our giving, including tithing, including seeding, should be out of a heart of appreciation. And like, God, this is not even enough. I just want to give. And you discover something. The more you do that, the more God trusts you with resources. Are you still here? <laughs> Glory to God. So, so your mouth is directed by your heart. So if you want your mouth to say the right things, leave your mouth. Just put words in your heart. It'll come out. It'll come out. You know, somehow, it's difficult to convince me that I'll be broke. It's tough. And sincerely, I don't go about looking for money. Last time I preached in the US, the man sent me a mail. Say, how much do you charge for ministry? I said, no, I don't charge. He said, oh, a lot of people who come from your part of the world charge. I say, I'm not from that part of the world. My skin is black, but I'm from another world. We don't charge. He was amazed. He was amazed. <laughs> what, what, where is your faith? Your job? Your husband? Your, where, where's your faith? I see why people don't serve God. Sir, we're just trying to put one or two things together. Sir, I'm just trying to hustle some things. Sir, we're just trying to... We're just trying to what are you putting together? What can you put together? You have been in Lagos 10 years. You are still squatting. You are putting things together. If you can't put something together in 10 years, is it not proof that the next 10 years you won't be able to put it together? At least it takes 10 years to master any subject. If you have put 10 years in putting things together and you have not been able to put it together, it means you can't put, you, you can't put it together. You are not Alpha and Omega. Relax. You are not in Bible study. You are not in Sunday service. And you are putting things together. One wisdom from God will sort you out. One wisdom. God will just say, do it this way. Go here. He says, I am the Lord that God that teacheth thee to prophets. Look at Laban. Instead of people getting promotion, Jacob was getting demotion. So for 10 times, his wages was reduced. But God gave him one idea. And he stripped the wealth. You know, we say these things and they are very nice. But we are not patient for them. When we're, as we're building, at a point, it looked like my heart was going towards a lot of people in the church. And God had to correct me in the place of prayer. Say, when you built the church, your eyes were on me. Say, now you're on this project. Say, your eyes are too much on men. Take your eyes off them. I had to correct myself. And you know what, Pastor Zach? In one month, all the finances we needed to get the project done came in. The question is, what was holding those finances? It wasn't people. It was where my eyes were. 
he says because when you look to man he says when good comes you will not see it that means that looking to man prevents you from seeing good and you see that's why pastors are frustrated they fight over members like they're fighting over it's, it's frustration because once they see members they see money so one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve at least one thousand twenty thousand would have paid for the speaker <laughs> if you if you are genuinely called eh, let me tell you this let me tell you this if you are genuinely called you realize that only two percent of people in the church actually bears the financial burden and if you are wise you will pray for those two percent to come and be by you you pray for financial laborers to follow your ministry so you can reach if not if you follow if not, you will enter multi-level marketing before you'll be selling sobo from the pulpit you will not know pastors now say join say come under me come under me come under me come under me you will now use your church members as a marketing tool to push you up because you want to go and snap picture with a car say yeah yes pastor pastor i've won a car say it's a diamond member <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it but you see let me tell you the truth eh let me tell you the truth let me tell you the truth that same car god can give someone your address he can walk to you and say you know what God said, I should give you this car. But for you to get to that level, you must give yourself to word and prayer. Do you realize everything that causes us to go externally for resources, what does it take from us, our time? Nothing. Nothing. The economic system of this world is built on time. So the more time they take from you, the more you will not be able to spend with God, the more you don't have access to the wisdom of God. They lock you in that race of mammon. And that pursuit never ends. That pursuit never ends. Three more things. Number one, number, number four. There is an atmosphere of faith and unbelief. Deliberately create an atmosphere of faith. Mark 5.40. And this is very important because most Christians don't pay attention to this. Most Christians don't pay attention. They are listening to this very carefully. When he wanted to raise the child, he says, and they ridiculed him or they loved him to scorn. But when he had pulled them all outside, he took the father and the mother of the child and those who were with him and entered where the child was lying. Now, Jesus wanted to raise this child. But when he came into that atmosphere, the Bible says they loved him to scorn. You know what the word scorn means? Scorn in the Greek means they despised him. They loved him. Oh, you want to raise? And that is the same thing that God wants us in Psalm 1 verse 1 not to sit with the scornful most christians sit with the scornful every day and they expect their faith to produce i've driven people out of my house for saying the wrong words and not changing it they say something i say you can't say that here yeah i'm just joking out i follow my master jesus no i've li- i've lost friends for saying the wrong words you say you say a wrong word in my car i'll park the car and i'll give you a lecture you see in this car we don't talk that way so say say the right one. Say, I was just joking. Out. If Jesus couldn't accommodate certain people when he wanted to perform certain miracles, you cannot afford to be politically correct to accommodate scornful people who mock at your prayers. They mock at faith confession. They mock at righteousness. They mock at trusting God. When you are living a life of faith, it's because you are lazy. It's because you want to depend on people's offering. How many pastors depend on people's offering? You know the sacrifice we put in to preach the gospel we're preaching? You know how much it costs people? You don't know how much sacrifice. If, if it were left to some of us, we'll get a good job and keep our lives and keep our marriage and keep our homes and just live with our children. Do you realize, pastor, that you cannot miss service? You know what joy it would be to be able to go to service and nobody's looking after you? You can't miss service. Even when your wife is not fine, you are not. I have preached to people sick. Ministered healing to people. And you can't wait to get to the hotel. And you know when people say, his ministry work is because of money. I say, boy, you are looking for money. Why don't you open? <laughs> no, that's my response now. Hey, it's just money. It's just business. You sure you want to be a businessman? Come on, let's do it together. 
enter into the business to even be a fake prophet is hard work to be fake you know you people think to be fake is easy it's not easy <laughs> everything is tough be genuine is tougher be fake is even tough <laughs> but don't accommodate the scornful create an environment of faith around you are you hearing what I'm saying when pastor says oh we want to buy this building we want to buy this property don't say ah, property in Lagos <laughs> property Tinubas, but everywhere there's no property no that's a scornful man that's a scornful man get out yeah we don't only cast out the devils we cast out scorners because you know what right here is a situation of life and death your destiny is a situation of life and death you know Jerry Savelle used to say where um, Brother Copeland is now the Eagle Mountain is a, is a former military base that's the whole place he bought he says when they were flying in those days when his office was just in a small corner that in fact if, they, if people needed to go to the bathroom Jerry Savelle needed to step out because the way to the bathroom was where they were producing Brother Copeland's tape he said every time they flew Brother Copeland would touch almost touch down at that airport at that facility and say you know Jerry one of these days our ministry headquarters is going to be here he did it several times today that's where they are are you hearing what I'm saying what are you saying don't say in this Lagos to own a house is difficult to except somebody is going to eh, is going to Ogun State why are you going to there did God send you to Ogun you decide where you want to stay do you want to stay in Ogun State or you want to stay in Lagos you are just going to the outskirts as if you are going back home Hey, that's where things are cheap. It's okay. It's okay to start there. You move there and get let your faith get you back into town. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You see, nothing is impossible to them that believes. I said, nothing is impossible to them that believes. God's word, spoken, written, and revealed, is the source of faith. God's word, spoken, written and revealed is the source of faith in luke chapter 5 verse 7 jesus said to peter come when peter heard those words it became the source of faith you know why a lot of us don't have faith we don't spend time enough so god will speak to us when i was about to get married now i've just given my example i'm not saying now go and meet your francis that i have one thousand and the guest speaker came to my church and said, we can go out here married. If your in-laws pursue you, don't quote me. But you know, when I was about to get married, things were a bit tough for me that period. There was no food at home and I was going home. And I said, oh God, I'm going home right now. There's no food at home. When I get, how will I be able to take care of my wife? And God gave me a phrase, pastor. He says, you're one person. He says, when you are two, I will know. Ah. You know what came to my heart that day? God knows the number of people living in my house. Since that day, I mean, thank God, um, my brother is here, Lucky, one of the young men in our church that I raised. There was a time he spent almost one year in my house. Since that day, Pastor, people have always lived in my house and I have never lacked for food. I don't even consider when people come to us, hey, how are we going to eat? Because I know God is counting. I don't know if you understand. So right now, when you see a lot of people in my house, I say, come and eat. You just say, he has money. No, I don't have money. I have words. That is a missing link in the faith message that I'm beginning to emphasize. It is not just carrying scripture and say, hey, hey Abraham, I will have three hundred. No, 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 no. You are not Abraham. There is a word for you. That word is the initiator of faith. When God told me I would have need of your certificate, I knew I was to go full time. When things get tough, I go back and say, God, you know the certificate is in your hand. I don't know what you are doing with it. But <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Uh, do something. <laughs> I don't, it looks childish, but it's a source. It wasn't a word I was trying to hear from God, it was a word He spoke. And I'll tell you this. Every major time you have victory in life, you realize that God spoke a word to you. So God's word, spoken, written, or revealed, becomes what? The source of faith. 
Galatians 5 6. Faith works by love. This is the big deal in Christianity right now. Offense. You know what? I'm wrapping up here. And listen, don't miss this. You would have missed everything in this message if you missed this. You cannot walk in faith and offense. Faith works by love. You know, after Mark eleven twenty three, you know the next thing Jesus told them? He says, when you stand praying, say, if you have oath against any, he says, let it go. What does that tell us? Offense will stop your faith. Whether you, you don't, listen, what they did to you was bad. You don't have a right to be offended if you want your faith to work. We've been big on faith in the body of Christ. We've not been big on love. Faith works by love. Love is, is like if you've got bicycle, right? On a, on a track, a chain on a track. Faith is the oil to make it flow. Some of you, those people who broke your heart, that's why Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted. Submit that heart to Jesus. He will fix it. Don't hold grudges against you know, some of you, you need to free yourself. That your old boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, fiancés, boo, bae, whatever name you want to use for them, that has broken your heart, go and unfriend them. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Delete their number. Stop looking at their page in Instagram and getting bitter. Just go, stupid man. Stupid man. You are just, you are, you are ruining your faith. He's not worth it. Give that attention to the word of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Then drop the topic. Stop talking about him always with your friend. Hmm, John. 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 God will punish him. I know God will punish him. No, God will not punish him. You are punishing yourself. You can't trade all this spiritual virtue on somebody who did not marry you. You are worth much more than that. And boys, be careful. Stop breaking people's hearts all over the place. If you are not ready, stay on your own. Because some of you can propose to six people at the same time. I don't know what level of madness. How can you love six women at the same time? Then you now start putting us in problem. Pastor, I love three girls. I don't know which one is in God's will. Do you have a problem? You know, I don't allow people to put me in their confusion. You say, I love three girls. I say, go and marry three of them. And become like David. Don't get offended. I'll tell you this story. A pastor, you know, sometimes I think we pastors, we don't have bad, bad guys around us. We have bad guys. So if pastors share, if we share some pastoral stories with you, you will run. The pastor met me, he was in South Africa. And he did some transport fare. He said, Oh, he had issues with his BVN. Da, 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 da. And I gave him. And then ah, when he comes back, when he came back, he gave me some money. Later, I said, this is story, story, story. You know, Pastor Zach, now you know how those story. And he's a man of God. He's like, ah, okay, man of God. After a while, once I see him post anything on Facebook, I will get angry. Ah, you are holding program. You can't pay me my money. You know, that kind of thing. At a point, God said, you know what? Just let him have that money. Because he's stopping your blessing. So I called him. I said, oh, don't worry about that money. Did I do it willingly? Not really willingly. No, no. I must be honest with you. Not willingly. I did it because I was commanded by my commander-in-chief. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. So I obeyed my commander. And I talked to Jesus like that play. Oh God, this money you say I should let go. So it's not really from my heart, oh, but if you say so, and I'll trust God for it. And God gave me the money back. But you know what, God? God was helping me to get my heart right. So, I'm giving you this example to show you that sometimes you will be justly offended. But you ask yourself, this and the anointing, this and my faith. Do you know that you can be so offended God is stopping you from getting in a car that would have an accident and you cannot hear God? Because you are just fuming. That's why I don't like leaving the house angry. Once you are offended, stay at home. 
That's why you discover. I don't know how many of you observe. The day you're offended, a lot of things go wrong. Your shirt, Mole will just tear your shirt. That's the day they are slapping you. That's the day your phone is missing. And, 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 and you're like, I don't even know. And it gets you more offended the more. You know what? You know what? You've walked out of the blessing. Get back into the blessing zone. And say, Father, I forgive those who offend me. I walk in love towards them. It is hard. But like our brother taught us today, we are strong in the grace of God to be able to forgive. And everything. Because you're one instruction away from destiny. Sometimes people do stuff to me that is tough. I remember one time, a pastor offended me so bad. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, bless his ministry. Hmm. I took the offering. You know, those kind of money you want to take and almost speak a course inside. Well, yeah, take. You know, you get what I'm saying. You know, we you will have these emotions. We need to be honest. You will you will feel like selling the money. Any, any microphone you will buy with that money will not work. You know, you're, you're almost tempted to do that. But you come in grace again. The grace of God. Forgiveness is not easy. Rely on the grace of God. The Lord made me to send an offering. Just bless him. But what I realize over time is this. As you do that, over time, God gives you grace. You see what they have done to you as very small. And the love of God just overwhelms your heart for them. Have you been blessed this morning? Come on, let's be on our faith. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, we come before you today. And I just want us to let go every offense. I want us to just let go every offense right now. Every offense. Whatever offense in us in our heart. We just let it go. We give it up to Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.